Welcome to episode 56 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If God has called you to leadership, he has called you to a higher standard. Hi, this is uh, Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context, and we're going to continue in 2 Corinthians 8 today. Uh, this is our fifth podcast, I believe, on the subject of uh, having a sound biblical understanding financially and of giving in the chapters of 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 are exclusively dedicated to that subject because the Apostle Paul here is not just trying to give them what to do. He's trying to create a culture where they think healthy about money. You know, you can have a lot of money or a little money and still be a healthy thinker about finances. Uh, And so it's important that we understand how God thinks so that we can be in agreement with him. So I want to read a portion here. I'm going to read actually from verse 17 down to the end of the chapter to verse 24, and then we're going to take a look at this, okay? And it says, for he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest has gone to you of his own accord. This is talking about Titus, who is going to pick up the offering for the saints that were in Jerusalem from the Corinthian church. We have sent along with him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. Not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in this gracious work, which is being administered to us for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our readiness. Now, we don't know who that person is. He was famous in his day because he was trusted with the money. He was God's brinks armor car, and he was traveling with Titus, and he had a great reputation for handling the money well and being entrusted with it well, okay? And then he goes on in verse 20 and says, taking precaution that no one will discredit us in our administration of this gracious gift or this generous gift. For we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. We have sent with him our brother, whom we have often tested and found diligent in many things, but now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. For as Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker among you. As for our brethren, they are messengers of the churches, a glory to Christ. Therefore, openly before the churches, show them proof of your love and of a reason for boasting about you. And the proof he's looking for, quite frankly, is that they will give them a big offering. And he's saying, not for themselves, but for the saints who are being persecuted in Jerusalem that have lost jobs and have suffered through a famine. And so they've had the perfect storm and they're depending on other churches. And Paul in his writing here, He's appealing to the Corinthian church, which was more of one of the prosperous churches, to really share their human goods and their human prosperity with them. But when you look at this passage here that I just read, it's really talking about their philosophy on how they handle the money. And so I would say this, I would term this principle number five, higher standards for leaders. Leaders are held to a higher standard. James tells us, we should not want to be teachers, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, not the greater commendation. In other words, we're going to be held accountable 
for the things that we teach. Now, there are several things that are taught here in this whole passage. In verse 18, he said, We sent this brother along whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread to all the churches. So proper money management is a gospel issue. You have to agree with me here. If you don't, you're wrong. Because look at all the shots the world has taken at the church, and unfortunately, some of them rightfully so, when churches or ministries have mishandled uh, money, have not been accountable with the money that's been entrusted to them, it becomes a gospel issue, doesn't it? And so if we handle money right, I believe God will entrust us with lives right. When the world's looking at us and they don't believe we can handle a few dollars right, how are they going to believe we, we're going to handle somebody that really needs our love and guidance correctly? So when we say, well, we don't talk about money at our church or we don't talk about money in our ministry, then you're leaving part of the gospel out, quite frankly, because I want you to think about this. Every person thinks about money every day. And so we need to teach them and share with them what the scriptures talk about money. Now, he starts out in this passage here in verse 17 by saying about Titus that he has of his own earnest, his own sincerity, his own willingness, gone to you of his own accord. What does that mean? That means we're not paying him to do it. You're not paying him to do it. He's doing this out of his own pocket. One of the standards of leadership that I believe is very critical is not just how a man or a woman handles responsibility, it's how they handle privilege. And I'm sure that Titus could have asked for an expense account here. And I'm not saying it's wrong to ask for an expense account. I'm not suggesting that it's okay or not okay to turn a receipt in. But what I am saying is in the heart of every leader has got to be, I believe in this so much that I do this of my own accord. And so I look for leaders that are investing in the same thing that they're asking other people to invest in. Are we digging into our own life of our own time, our own talent, our own treasure? Because this is talking about money here. I'm only going to go if somebody pays my way is not the attitude of a leader. It's great when that does happen, but there should be times in our lives as leaders where we, on purpose, make sure that we pay it of our own accord. We pay it of our own cost. Uh, I know I do this regularly and because I just want to keep myself honest. Okay, I don't want to take advantage of every privilege even though, quite frankly, that privilege may be completely legitimate. And I'll tell you this, there are people out there, obviously, I don't have to name names, your mind will think of people right away, who have taken advantage of their privilege with God's money. There are business owners that have taken advantage of their business situation with the company's money. But listen, if they would just dial that back a little bit and keep themselves in check, they would never go over the line. You don't have to return a receipt for every meal you buy and every place you go and every cup of coffee that you treat somebody to. It's okay to do that. I mean, I do so much of that, of course, I turn some of those things in. But I don't turn them all in, okay? There are things I do, stuff I buy, people I bless, 
that I don't think it's the obligation of the ministry to pay for those things all the time, okay? I'm just suggesting that we put a standard on our lives. We're under self-government where we do not take advantage of every privilege. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul was teaching here, okay? That they're not taking advantage of any privilege here, that the money that they're collecting, it's all going to go to those saints. And they're asking everybody to dig deep and give. And you know what? We're going to dig deep and we are going to give too. This is just something that's very important to me. And I look for in the hearts and lives of other leaders. Uh, if we drop down here a little bit, to verse 19, it says, And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches who travel with us in this gracious work. Notice the word grace keeps coming up in this chapter. The first podcast we did on this money matter situation was saying that giving is a grace that comes by God, and giving is sustained by grace. Giving is an opportunity. Grace is not slack. Grace is power. So when we say we're under grace, Grace is not an excuse not to do something. Grace is an empowerment to do that thing all the time. Then he drops down to verse 20 and 21, and he says, taking precautions so no one will discredit us in our administration of this gracious gift. Listen, of this gracious gift. Listen, we've got to be wise. There are people that want to discredit us. And there are things that I've seen leaders do that were not wrong, were not morally wrong, but they were tactically wrong, and it could lead somebody to believe that they were doing the wrong thing, and they could be totally innocent. So the answer is to think ahead and to do things on purpose so that there is an accountability, there is a reporting, there is a understanding that we are stewards of God. And then in the next verse, he says this. He says, look, we have, we have regard for what's honorable in the right of men and in the sight of men and in the sight of God. I think that is the heart of every real shepherd. Every real ministry leader says, we're going to ask you to give and we're not going to be embarrassed and you will never be embarrassed with how we spend that money. We will show integrity. Uh, when I was pastoring one time, there was a project we were going to do, and we had raised a fairly substantial amount of money for us to do that, and it just became apparent that that's not the direction we should go in, and we collected all this money, and I met with the leaders. I said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have these little cards made up. Uh, I'm going to pass them out in a couple weeks. I want you to know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to give them to everybody that's given money toward this project. And they're going to put their name on it. And they're going to check on whether they want their money back or they don't want them. We're going to give them their money back. We're going to give them that option. And I shared with the whole church. I said, okay, if you if you do not ask your money back, we're going to take all that money. There were thousands of dollars involved. And we're going to roll it into our mission fund. And I and I always make a joke. I told our leaders, I said, I don't think a lot of people ask for their money back. You know what? I was wrong. It amazed me how many people asked for their money back. You know, the more I thought about it, I thought, that's actually kind of a backhanded compliment. They said, you told us this money was for this. We gave our money with intentionality for that, and now it's not going for that. So we want our money back so we can give with intentionality again. Now, there were some that said, oh, yeah, take some of it. And we had little notes, cards. People appreciated it. You know, it worked out wonderful, but I, I really learned a lesson 
from that whole situation. And I think it, quite frankly, was a good example to our church. And I, I think it probably made people more excited about giving. And I think the next project we did, I think we had a greater outpouring of generosity. Uh, but sometimes you just have to go out of your way to make sure the enemy does not take advantage of your doing good. The last thing it says in this verse, on this chapter, uh, he says, therefore, openly before the churches, show them proof of your love for a reason of boasting. In other words, this is really going to glorify God. It's going to cause people to sit up and take notice that we really walk out. We are a generous people. Wouldn't it be great to be known? We're the most generous church in town. We're the most generous church in ground. We like to give. Giving is a sport in our church because we're healthy. We're not sensitive. We can talk about money. And we know that our money goes to good things. Hey, I get excited. I almost want to give an offering right now. So listen, share this podcast with somebody. And remember the principle here that there's higher standards for a leader. If God's called you to leadership, he's called you to a higher standard. This is Keith Tusi. Thanks for spending this time with me with Leadership in Context. And share this podcast with somebody else. Would you please? Thank you so much. Today, Keith continued the discussion on giving. Leaders are held to a higher standard. A critical standard of leadership is not just how someone handles responsibility, but it's also how they handle privilege. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.